Welcome to Wednesday evening chapel. Uh, didn't we start this term with snow? Yes. Actually, I checked. We did. The first, the last week in November, we had cold weather snow. I checked it before we came over here. It wasn't my idea. Well, even so, as for me and my house, we will obey the Lord. Absolutely. It's our privilege to have Professor Jan Deuce uh, as the preacher of the evening. And she's preaching from a book that I may have heard one other sermon from in my life. I'm looking forward to it. And the theme today is love in a variety of ways. So I want to I introduce to you a new song, or an, actually an old song, A New Way. If I can get the words... Anybody know love divine, all love's excelling? Okay, that's what I thought. Everybody that's about my age. <laughs> or close. So, and we're going to do it like this. Let me sing through one time and then, then I'll ask you to join me. We pray that so. Father, may the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts, and the attitudes of our minds be sweet, sweet sounds in your ear. And help us to hear you through your servant and through your word for your sake. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Turn with me if you would like in uh, the Song of Psalms. Song of Songs, chapter 2. The theme of my message tonight is a gift of wild roses. As I walked across the campus of the University of Denver just yesterday with snow covering the ground, I yet saw roses everywhere, but they were appearing with an array of peddlers selling bunches of them for Valentine's Day. So in the spirit of this wonderful day in which we celebrate love, I want to look at this text and look at two little verses which symbolize relationships. The kind of relationship that we can have with each other and also mirrors the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us. The Song of Songs chapter 2 verse 1 through 2 simply says, I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. Like a rose among thorns, so is my darling among the maidens. Now the book of Song of Songs is basically love poetry and it is known to be unashamedly erotic. In fact, at least one Christian commentator noted that there was a Jewish saying that the book should not be studied until the reader was at least 30 years old. <laughs> I guess when you have teenagers you feel that way, huh? But this kind of sentiment about the Song of Songs is a major reason why the tradition arose to interpret its poetry as sayings about love between God and His people or between Christ and His church. Uh, more recently, there's been a move, though, among some interpreters to draw together a way to read it in which its fullness can be appreciated. So, this is, this book and our text tonight is a celebration of human love in a divine context and yet a description of the intense love between God and his people. 
And these two little verses can be understood as a conversation between a man and a woman who are lovers. But, and here we are entering into a conversation between the two of them where there is praise for both of the lovers. But tonight we are going to build on the tradition which sees it as a conversation between us and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is saying, I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valley. Now, what kind of flower is he really describing here? Well, now, there is actually a bush that some of you may be aware of that is called the rose of Sharon. But we don't really think that is what is spoken of here, as that is a plant that originated in Asia and was not found in Israel at the time. So looking more closely at the text, a translation close to the original is more likely to be that of crocus which is a bulbous plant that resembles a lily. And Sharon probably refers to a, little, to a fertile plain in northern Israel. The crocus here is a common plant. It's a flower that pops up and adores the, adorns the landscape, adorns the landscape of Israel. And I believe that we have, in Jesus talking about himself as the crocus, an image of Jesus who is like a free and beautiful flower that grows out in the meadow and brings to it a sense of delightful presence, fragrance, and joy. Jesus does decorate our lives. You all remember the Kenny Rogers song? Some of you that are a little bit older remember the Kenny Rogers song, You Decorate My Life? A great song for Valentine's Day, but when you hear the description in the song, he really is talking about how this person in his life really constitutes the center of his life. And so when we talk about Jesus decorating our lives, we're not talking about an extra ornament here, but we're talking about the one who brings the essence of beauty to our lives and who brings to our lives color and freshness. He is the purpose of all of existence. He is the center of existence. He is the origin. And the Apostle Paul proclaims this in an edited version of ancient hymn, which you find in Colossians, which says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. Visible or invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This truth about Christ is the most vivid when we are aligned with his purposes and his will for our lives. But it's so much more than being merely aligned with the expectations of our Lord and Master. In verses like the Song of Psalms, tradition loudly proclaims that he is known as our lover, and only as our lover is he fully known. But this free and beautiful wildflower is also wild. C.S. Lewis speaks of Christ as wild. How many of you have seen uh, The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? Okay. Because if you think of the lion or the figure of Christ and the lion, witch, and the wardrobe, you're looking at this, you're kind of trans going from the, transferring from the plant kingdom to the animal kingdom. But the point is still very much the same. 
I want to pick up the story when the children in the story ask the beavers about Aslan. Aslan, who as we know is the lion, the figure of Christ and the lion and the witch in the wardrobe. Who is Aslan? asked Susan. Aslan, said Mr. Beaver, why don't you know? He is the king. He is the lord of the whole wood. He'll put all to right, as it says in the old rhyme in these parts. Wrong will be right when Aslan comes in sight. At the sound of his roar, sorrows will be no more. When he bears his teeth, winter meets its death. And when he shakes his mane, we shall have spring again. You'll understand when you see him. Is, is he a man? asked Lucy. Aslan a man, said Mr. Beaver sternly, certainly not. I tell you he is the king of the wood and the son of the great emperor beyond the sea. Don't you know who is the king of the beasts? Aslan is a lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. That you will, dearie, and no mistake, said Mrs. Beaver. If there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or else just silly. Then he isn't safe, asked Lucy. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Don't you hear what Mr. Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. Those who know and love him know him that way. This Jesus, the wild crocus, calls us to a life with him. And now he turns to you and I, as in verse 2, the lover looks at the beloved woman, who is you and I, and says, like a rose among thorns, so is my darling. And this is his gift to us. He gives himself to us. And when he does, we become wild crocuses, wild crocuses. Because what you see when he looks to the rose among thorns, which is us, he names us like a rose among thorns. He recognizes us. We matter. We matter to him a lot. He recognizes that you are to decorate his kingdom. You are to decorate his church. You are to decorate this college and also the world in your work, in your families, and in all of your other relationships. The Apostle Paul says that we are the aroma of Christ so that everywhere we spread the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. He not only names us, He calls us a rose among thorns. Now this sounds pretty partial to say to someone, you are a rose among thorns. But I want us to understand that surely this is partial language that he uses. But this note of partiality is not over and against others. But instead it is a call to be a distinctive people. And it's a call to wildness. To being stretched to new possibilities and new places where he wants to lead us. This rose among thorns, being a rose among thorns, means we follow our master. It is obedience, but it is an obedience to the one who says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. 
And that just means it's a fit. It embraces you and it embraces I in being the person that he is meant for us to truly be in calling us to live out and to be what he truly created all of us to be that sin some, so many times has marred and has twisted and he says, no, you are the rose. You are distinct among thorns. I call you. I call you to prosper and to flower in the gifts that I give to you as my beloved. And he challenges us like a rose among thorns. Thorns prick, thorns hurt. And following our master, we are not going to always be found in the easiest places. We are not going to be found in the safest places. But we will be found in good places. We live reflecting the great rose of Sharon ourselves being the roses among thorns and we indeed are called to be God's gift of wild roses to our world. Amen. Let's just sing a hymn in response. My Jesus, I love Thee, I know Thou art mine. For Thee all the follies of sin I resign. My Oh, sweet.
Jesus lover of our soul, we do commit ourselves to being recognized and being called and being challenged. We commit ourselves to you and we thank you that we do that and that we commit ourselves to you who loves us and who cares about us more than we could ever know. Thank you for all the places and wonderful adventures to which your love calls us. We gladly embrace it and we want to tell you again that we love you and let us show your love to others, especially on this day, for it's in your strong name we pray. Amen.